thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You've tuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 256 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, April 12th, and made available for download on Tuesday, April 16th, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And this week's streaming services are brought to you by Henry's House of High Packet Loss, right, Jeff? That's right, Tony. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. If you're not doing anything Friday nights, you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at Twitch.tv forward slash GuardFreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and Kerbal Space Program. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio, and Commander Kinetic Impulsor helps you rise through the ranks in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, now in a 4G inverted dive with a MiG-28. That one I gotta see. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. There's news from the hallowed halls of Frontier Development. Big changes are in store for new pilots in the bubble, along with a few tweaks for the grizzled vets. Cloud Imperium released the March Studio update, and we will also sneak a number of random topics in here. And Kerbal Space Program debuts on the Flight Deck segment. You've been patient, Henry. You've been you've been patient with this, and so I figure you should go first. I figure I figure that you've waited a long time to talk about Kerbal in this in the, in the on the Flight Deck, so we should not delay you any longer. Oh, I'm excited. What what's the what's the Kerbal news this week? The Henry? Kerbal news this week. We've got some much much needed. Um, like quality of life updates in the new update. The most important of which is the uh, navigation widget you get when you're uh, setting a course to 
you know, set an orbital trajectory to go from a moon to a planet or something like that. There's these tiny little control nodes that you have to touch in the navigation screen that make it very difficult. You gotta zoom way in, select them, manipulate them, and then zoom way out. Those have been moved mm -hmm. to your uh, regular heads-up display now, and they're no longer dependent on your zoom level. So you can work out much more complex courses with much finer control and watch what uh, what your course corrections are going to do to the path that you're on with much more detail uh, without any extensions installed. Things you used to have to install mods for, uh, they're doing right in the UI now. So way to go, uh, Kerbal Space Program. It's a big, great update. Really, really uh, going to help a lot with some of the longer missions you can plot. Well, so I, I have to confess, I mean, I have Kerbal Space Program, and I have played it for all of about an hour or so. I think I've gotten a ship off the launch pad, but probably not into orbit or even at the, you know, the edge of space type things. So I'm, I'm, I'm a complete newbie. Is this going to, is this going to help me uh, uh, when I first start out? Is this going to help me with my, with my intro to Kerbal. This will help you with um, probably not probably not being a you know starting right out. It'll help you when you get right. to your first complex mission where you've got to uh, plot a course somewhere. There are okay. more tools that will help you with things like launch, but once again, those are tools that are things like knowing your altitude above ground level versus sea level. You can toggle that now. It used to only be sea level, so you might be above the landing pad or above a mountain. You know, touching the ground, right. but it says you're 3,000 uh, meters high. Um, so right. those kind of things don't happen yeah. anymore. But I don't think that's a, something that's going to help a new player experience. In my experience getting a new player going in Kerbal, the, the easiest thing to do is just take the missions that you get um, in your uh, mission building because they'll give you things like just launch a rocket. And then it's easy enough to go in and just build something and just get that one rocket to pop off the ground. And then the right. next mission, the, the, right. the progression will will help you to get going um, and right. flying the stock vehicles if you're having trouble getting started load up a stock vehicle in creative mode and just learn how to fly that because once you learn how to fly you can learn how to fly your own stuff um, so spend some time in creative mode um, it's worth the investment in time because there is absolutely nothing like the first time you land a Kerbal on the moon and you're able to get him home it's fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic all right I, I, I think I've killed a couple of them off the launch pad. I think I think uh, I've gotten like I said I've gotten the thing to go off the launch pad, but I haven't gotten it to come back down. Oh yeah. Safely. Every time I uh, every time I upgrade something in my or, or unlock something in my research tree, I think many Kerbals died to bring us this data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I don't I, I shouldn't. What you're saying is that these guys are expendable, and I shouldn't feel that bad. When I turn them into little Kerbal Puffs. I, I wouldn't uh, feel, I wouldn't put it that way. I've reloaded many a game <laughs> because I lost the Kerbal I didn't want to lose. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. So, okay. <laughs> thank goodness yeah. for the reload uh, button. All right. Well, yeah, as a as a as a veteran player of Stellaris, uh, when I you know it's like oh crap, I didn't want to lose that scientist. I shouldn't have made that left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. All right. All right. So good. So uh, we'll we'll continue to monitor the Kerbal channel from now on. Henry's going to keep an eye on that for us. Uh, so, so thank you for, for bringing us that update. And now I want to talk about the elite update, which we got, um, we, we here at the show and, and a couple months ago, even frontier sort of set expectations that, you know, Hey guys, the big updates not coming until 2020. Let's, you know, keep our hopes reasonable. Let's keep our expectations rather, you know, minimal and low. 
and they are but they did say they're going to do some some tweaks and, and balance changes and things uh, three or four times between the announcement in March and mid 2020 when they released so we're going to get a few updates the first one of which is coming out on April 23rd it looks cool uh, and actually yeah they're just they're quality of life improvements but I think that they're going to uh, be very helpful yeah uh, I think that I think they're kind of overdue um, in some in some respects, uh, a little overdue. So I thought we maybe we, uh, ought to walk through some of those here. Uh, they had it uh, on the forum. They had it uh, divided up into several categories. The first one uh, right off the top, and I think this is huge for the survivability and uh, long term health of the game: a beginner's zone, a newbie farm, as it were. Uh, that that its main feature is that if you have any ranks at all, if you have gone from harmless to mostly harmless, from aimless to mostly aimless, to from uh, penniless to mostly penniless, you cannot go into this zone. So essentially, if you kill one or two commanders, you know, real life players, you're out. So there will be no more of this uh, newbie griefing stuff. Uh, in these systems, uh, you may be able to get away with it once, but that's that it. That only took five years, is it? How many years has Elite been going? That's wonderful. Four, four and change. Oh, they, they, yeah. they, their five-year mission, they got it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's there, there's, there's a, I do too. I, there's a change in the air. I mean, you know, the, the it's always been this is Elite dangerous, right? You know, it's dangerous out there, and that's that's uh, that's cool and all. You know, that's right. You know, it's good to be you know a little, I don't know tough or whatever but when it comes to attracting and retaining the new players we've talked about the devil's horns before al rivera over at star trek online talks about that the the devil's horns you you got a, a spike in new players and then they fall off when people just don't get the game or don't like it or are turned off of it from for some reason then you get that sort of like you know middle happy ground that goes through your game progression and then you get a spike again when people get to the end game and like, yeah, there's nothing else to do. And they and they leave and go somewhere else. So Frontier is definitely addressing that first horn uh, here, the first devil's horn here, by getting people uh, some some time and space to get comfortable with the systems, to get comfortable with the missions, to get comfortable with navigation, to get comfortable with this next big thing, docking and undocking. And Hello. that's a huge one. That's a huge one, and, and actually, it ties back to what you were talking about with Kerbal, with having been, you know, not being able to get many rockets off the ground. A lot of people give up on the landing pad um, in in Elite because they're like, "What the heck is this? I can't do anything." Right. So, and as soon as I mess so, up, they shoot me in the dock. <laughs> so you will now get an advanced docking computer, which will uh, both help you take off and land. So you will, uh, it will. Uh, uh, take care of all the docking uh, chores for you for free, basically. You know I mean, it's going to come with the ships. There's some, uh, I think, there's some ambiguity what they w- are saying here. The module comes standard in all newly purchased small ships. If you're starting up a new account, you'll find the advanced docking computer in your ship from the get-go. So new players will have a sidewinder, which is a small ship, and that sidewinder will have an advanced docking computer already uh, installed. Plus, and they say small ships. I'm, I'm going to read that as any ship that lands on a small size pad. I, that makes sense. I think that's I think that's reasonable. So my courier will have an auto dock, uh, an advanced docking computer on it, whereas my fertilance will not. 
but but they're giving everybody new slots for free. And these slots, this this is the thing I want to know. These slots, I can use them for anything, or are they restricted? Is it my docking computer slot? It's it says there are two additional. So small ships. Again, we're reading that as ships that'll land on a small pad. Small ships will get two additional size one optional internals. Medium and large are going to get one additional optional internal. Optional internals are those unrestricted ones. Yeah, but size one. What goes in a size one? Not yeah, a whole I lot. I think size. So that's not the thing that uh, like your planetary approach suite goes in, right? Because nothing else goes in that well, slot. You have a dedicated planetary approach suite, your Horizons module, basically. Yeah. That nothing else goes in that. Um, but these are going to be similar to it. They'll be size one optionals. But the only things that are really size one that are super effective are sensors, hmm. basically, and the docking computer. So it's basically it's going to be a docking computer slot. Is basically what it That's is. That's okay. I'd uh, like to have one I'm, for I'm, fun. I'm down. I mean, I, I use it when I'm uh, when I'm in some of my ships. I use it because I like to stand on the deck and like look out the window while the ship docks itself from the big ship. Those are a lot of fun. Um, so I'll use yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd always like to throw new uh, exploration equipment on when I can, though, and it doesn't sound like it's going to give me much. I can put there. No, because I, I think you can put. I think a discovery scanner, the the planet okay, scanner. Okay, maybe the, the maybe planet there then, and then I'll just have another spot. That's great. So that that's going to open up a lot of things for for the like the Diamondback Explorer. That's going to be a game changer for the Diamondback Explorer. Two more slots on the Diamondback. Mm. Uh, you know, you can put you, your sensors will go on there, and you'll have room for a for a uh, an SRV bay. Now, mm. you don't have to decide between having a planet scanner and a, and an SRV bay. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be uh, another uh, uh, really, really good move on their part. So that'll be um, – so all those things together are basically some uh, really, really good quality of life improvements that are going to affect the new player experience greatly and even going to benefit um, people who have uh, moved on to sort of the end game uh, as well. So I, I'm, I'm really pleased to see all these things happen. There has been a little bit of forum butthurt about – well, you know, this is, docking is like the fundamental skill, and you know, it's it's the rite of passage and all kind of stuff. I'm like, that's true, that's true, but the rite of passage is supposed to weed out the pretenders and stuff. That is not what her, uh, what uh, Frontier needs to do anymore. Right. I mean, I mean, if you're here now and you're and you got an elite rank or two or three, as some of us do, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You are the old school hardcore, and you can just talk about walking uphill both ways uh, in the snow. I mean, you, that's your thing now, right? I mean, you can you're allowed to do that, and I will. Oh, I will for sure. But um, but for the new people coming in, you want the that you want that new blood, and you want them to stick around, and you want them to choose to spend their time in this game, learning and uh, uh, going up the uh, that learning curve, which will still be pretty steep. They're just they're flattening out a a big piece of it. And I would imagine they had the metrics to prove that the last thing people did before logging out forever was crash into the station walls trying to dock. I, w- I would imagine they trolled their, their gameplay logs and found like, oh, well, 56% of the people that never came back was because they crashed into the side of a dock and then logged out and never, never, never came back to the game. So I would imagine they had some data to support the idea that Let's fix this. Mm. <laughs> let's just let's just fix this, and then we'll. Go Besides going to the rite of passage remark, it still will be at some point. You're going to want to put a scanner or something in that slide, and you're saying, "I don't need this docking computer. This is for noobs." And you can stop using it. Sure, sure. I mean, because you know, people will talk to people. You know, 
players will eventually talk to people like me, and and I'll, and I'll tell them, you know, look, you can dump that. I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, it's neat and everything. To, it's it's convenient and it's nice to have, but you don't have to have it. And and docking is you know it's a great docking is a fun mini game, but it takes some time to master. And when you're trying to master everything from navigation to hyperspace to fuel to weapons to trading to everything you can you can skip docking for later you can leave that and uh it's not going to hurt it's not going to hurt your gameplay and it's not going to hurt anybody else's gameplay either so um so i think these are all good moves one thing i would like to complain a little bit about there's them locking out of your starter system once you kind of graduate from it you're locked out isn't it possible players will become attached to their home system, and that's been my station since the beginning? I kind of got attached to my home system in the beginning, and I couldn't reach out far from it, so I kept coming yeah. back to it. And I don't know, it feels weird if I wasn't allowed to go home, and it wasn't part of the storyline. If they're just like, you're too good to come back, you never get to see your mom again. Like, you lived there. That was your home. <laughs> that's yeah, like that's yeah. like Luke I- left Tatooine, but what if you didn't freaking like, want to? You know what I mean? It's yeah, weird. yeah, I, I get that, and hopefully, uh, there's no mention of this, but I'm hoping that with the the creation of the sort of newbie zone, and they did say they're going to have like some, they're going to special missions, right? I'm hoping that the final mission they give you is like the rank up mission, where you go from mostly harmless to mostly aimless or to whatever, like the graduation mission, and like here, you know, ch- take this mission to change your home dock, like you know. Uh, yeah, uh, buy buy modules and store them here. All right, now your last mission is to go to XYZ system and transfer your stored modules to that system. There you are. There's your new home. Yeah. And so you know you 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 it, you've, you've flown because it's it, it, it would be very awkward to treat it like the prison ship thing, where you go through you know you you're doing some missions and you uh, let's let's say you uh, you're doing a trader thing and you dock at the the destination station in that little newbie bubble. And you dock there, and you rank up, and you get the little message, and you're thinking, "Like, cool! I finally gave it to mostly penniless. I'm, you know, a real, I'm a real boy now, yay!" <laughs> uh, and then you log out, and then the next time you log in, you're like shunted 20 light years away. Like, oh yeah, yeah by the way, like you were saying, Henry, you can't go home anymore. Yeah. That would be that would be awkward and jarring and kind of dumb. Yeah, Just, you know, to to go to the whole trouble to set. I my my hope or my preference would be that they you get that mission, you get that rank up. Then you get a new mission that says, "Time to leave the house, Junior. Uh, you know, go to this, go to this system, dock there, take your modules, transfer them there. Once they get there, you'll get an extra bonus, ten thousand credits or whatever. That's your new home uh, until you want to choose something else. And of course, that's where the gankers will live now. So yeah. <laughs> that system is where the where the griefers will uh, will live and blow up the the semi newbies." Uh, at that point, because those are the ones who are really missing out here—the people that blow up the noobs. I feel a little tear. I don't. A very, very <laughs> tiny tear. T- teeny tiny tear. Yeah. So uh, they'll live. They'll live. Um, so yeah. So that's all the. I think that that's it. That's uh, the package, right? That's the the sort of uh, uh, quality of life package that is going to help everybody, but especially new players. They've also got a couple of changes to the UI. Uh, part of that package we forgot to mention: Super Cruise Assist. That yes, is a huge Super, deal. So, no more loop of shame. Oh, I'll still find a way to do it. <laughs> I'm real bad at that. But <laughs> again, again, I'm what I'm hoping is what I'm hoping is that the Super Cruise Assist will actually will do it, but it will be slower. 
that you know it'll 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 fly you in on the correct profile and get you there but that if you do it manually you can actually arrive there quickly or more quickly. I like that idea I like that idea a lot yeah um, but I think I think uh, this is a good step towards making new player experience better because the first time getting to a location there is no explanation there is nothing nope. that tells you how to do it I learned how to do it watching YouTube because I was like what in the hell am I doing wrong this makes no sense you know, they don't explain that as you approach a body, uh, the the mass affects the effectiveness of your frameshift drive, and it changes yeah. your actual velocity. That makes no sense to a new player that you approach something for a minute and a half, and it says six seconds the whole time. Makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. So hopefully this will, yeah. will fix that. We'll see how it actually yeah. plays out. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, for new players with Elite, do you think that's something they're really going to pull a lot in pull a lot i mean it, it yeah i mean they're making these changes how many people haven't played it that are interested in this genre oh i think it, it, let's go back to that the discussion we had last week they're gonna have to make a big push with new features right i mean they people who are who dig space games chances are they've heard of elite dangers at this yeah. point right so i mean it, 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 there's a good chance that they've either tried the game or they've looked at it and passed on it so what they're going to have to do, like we discussed last week, is come up with a new feature set that's super awesome that everybody just just has to try. And then once you get them in there, you have to get that devil's horn right and not drive them away out of sheer frustration with the basics. Super cruise, navigation, and docking. So they're, they're setting up, which I think is really smart, they're setting up to have the house in order when they have the marketing push in 2020 to say, hey, everybody who's thought about Elite and maybe passed us up, now you need to really come check us out. Uh, you know, it, do, Docking computers and Super Cruise Assist is not a sales point. That's not something you put on the back of the, on the, back of the box the, for people to you know, be excited you about. You could write Elite Dangerous. It's not that hard anymore on the back of the box, though. <laughs> yeah. Now, that goes on the front of the box. <laughs> elite, elite, not so dangerous anymore. Elite, uh, elite friendlier. You know, elite, elite, not as frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so, I, But I think that it, these aren't headline features, but these will be things that uh, will prevent that first devil's horn from throwing people out of the game. So uh, it's a good thing. So there's a few uh, little UI changes. Um, there's uh, uh, The navigation tab is going to be uh, changed in your... Uh, left side panel, um, so it's going to be it's going to highlight your things to do. It's going to be more of a task list, more of a exciting uh, missions and, and and points of interest in a system. So those will be easier to find. Um, uh, it'll display a threat level. So like if a system is is a little more is maybe too hot to handle for you. It'll give you a little bit of a heads up um, that this is a, a, you know, there's a lot of interdictions or there's Thargoid incursions or lots of, you know, dangerous stuff going on in there. You should probably avoid it. This is going to be, they said it was only seen previously at the unidentified signal uh, sources. So that threat level apparently will now be sort of imputed to the whole system, not just those individual um, signal sources that you come across. And then you will get a pilot's handbook, which is, I guess, probably something in the game where you're going to, uh, this is, is an, an, an addition. Well, it says it's like the codex, so it's not going to be in the codex, but the handbook will probably, maybe it'll, maybe this will be the place where you find out that you got to throttle back to 75%, because it's not in the game. 
yeah. uh, throttle back 75% for Super Cruise. Uh, the, probably that's where you're going to find these things. Uh, and previously, uh, they had a player's handbook, but it was just a YouTube link. Right. Uh, they had a PDF. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they, they they did have a PDF file for a while, but I think they quit updating it, or they haven't updated it since 2.4 or something like that. It's been it's been out of out of date for a while, I think. Um, so I think that'll be that'll also be good. And they're also changing the trading screen again. Uh, so they're gonna I guess they're gonna split it into buy and sell panels. And uh, change up some of the iconography and all that kind of stuff to make it more clear, because uh, that screen hasn't always been intuitive. Um, it does take a little bit to to get your mind around, so that'll be good too. So, all it's just you know it's one of these little quality of life. Oh, and then one more thing, uh, or a couple more things. They're uh, community events, um, which is uh, I don't think these are I think these are different from community goals. These are community events. Uh, and they'll play out over the course of a month, and so and then go in phases, and apparently going to impact the narrative to a greater or lesser extent. Uh, so that'll be uh, interesting. We'll see what all that's about. I'm assuming something like community events connected to uh, gather or something, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, community goals connected together over a course of a month. That would have. That would event. seem logical. Yeah, because they're going to use existing yeah. in-game systems. And as far as may have right. an outcome, I'm sure it's something like, did this station get repaired because nobody seems to be able to repair Thargoid stations? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, we'll so get to that. I'm assuming we'll these are what those initiatives would be, is solve those kind of problems with a uh, right. quick set of missions people be able to do over a month. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So um, so we'll, we'll get more details on that uh, coming soon, TM. Uh, they're going to have a revamped main menu. Uh, training missions and challenge scenarios now available in the cockpit. So there's one, they won't be in the menu anymore. That'll be good. Um, and then loading screen tips will come up so it won't just be your spinning spaceship anymore. And then, of course, bug fixes. Uh, they will have a live stream on Thursday, the 18th of April. That will go over some of this stuff, so we'll definitely be. Uh, I'll definitely be watching for that, and that'll that's convenient because that's Thursday before the show, so that'll be convenient for us. So we'll be able to watch that and talk about it and see what's going on. So lots that lots of stuff to cover there uh, with Elite Dangerous. So happy, happy, joy, joy. We had stuff to talk about. Thanks, Frontier. So finally, we come to. Star Citizen and Cloud Imperium, they released their March studio update this uh, week. Um, didn't see anything earth-shattering in there. That's If you've been following it, there's just updates to that. Um, do you guys notice anything cool or interesting? Want to talk about any of that stuff? Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm I'm still struggling on the PTU with uh, some of the bugs on... Yeah, on the email, the, the weekly email or whatever did, did mention that there were a number of uh, uh, critical fails... A number of a number of uh, showstoppers that they still need to get cleared up before they uh, send it to live. So uh, they're still hammering away at those. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But there's some other things happened this week, like just random things that I we can't pass up. SpaceX landed their Falcon Super Heavy, whatever the triple rocket. They landed all three of the boosters and the payload fairing. Yeah, they they, they, to- they shot a. a- uh, a sat- a uh, satellite, a geosynchronous satellite, satellite. Yeah, from uh, a first paid, first paid uh, cargo uh, for uh, the Arabs. 
Yeah, the, the, the Saudis put a communication a communication satellite into geosynchronous orbit, and SpaceX landed pretty much the whole thing over again. Yeah, it, all three all three of the boosters came down, and the payload failed. We live in the future. Uh, that that was pretty impressive. I thought that was pretty impressive. So congratulations to those guys. Then we took a picture of a black hole. Also pretty impressive. So, and then David Braben tweeted out, hey, that black hole looks like our black hole in our game. And everyone's like, <laughs> Like a little, but not a lot. I think it's great that it looks Ish. like the pictures we thought we'd get of black holes. I think it's great that... Uh, yeah, Einstein predicted yeah, this. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah. kind of like to see that and be like, yeah, that's what we thought. That That's just great. That's great. Yeah, we're pretty smart for, you know, monkeys that learn how to bang sticks. I mean, not us. I didn't make pictures. But, uh, no, but, you know, we, we get to take credit for it. Yeah. You shared you shared genetics with the people that actually did that. It's, it's there cool. There you go. That's yeah, cool. You're, you're all right. You're all right. Uh, so, but uh, I think that, yeah, so that was, that was another big story of the week. That was pretty awesome. And then, uh, and finally, there's a, the Star Wars trailer came out. Did it? We're going to see, we're going to see Star <laughs> Wars in Christmas we're time. We're going to see something like Star Wars again? We keep seeing yeah. these almost Star Wars movies. They lost me when well, they killed Han for no friggin' reason. I wanted to punch the dude that made that movie. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so bad news. Bad news. Guess who's directing this yeah, one? Yeah, same jerk. I don't care. Same dude. Whatever. Same dude. I'm not, I'm not yeah, so, interested. The last... Yeah. The first three movies were great. I liked the prequels. Screw everybody else. Um, I, I didn't appreciate Jar Jar's uh, voice, but I liked everything else about the prequels. Um, and the new movies, I just... I think they're great action movies, but... They're not Star Wars movies to me. They they crap on the original series so bad. I mean, I don't. I don't here's the so. thing: every single huh. thing that they did up until the end of the original Star Wars movies means nothing. When Luke couldn't hold things together, couldn't unite the Jedi and and do what he was predicted to have done, he just failed. He brought about the next Vader. He got his friend yeah, well, killed. There was that yeah, means well, the end of the t- original trilogy he- was not this he- great success. Henry. It's bullshit. Henry. Sorry, Henry. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the guard frequency Twitter? I did. I did. I like it. So, did you see? Did, Mikey so did our that. Prediction right? is that Mikey Mikey's did that. Awesome. Yeah. So, Mikey. My, uh, so uh, when when all this stuff came out, uh, basically uh, based on things that I've read on the interwebs and my own personal gut feeling, now that JJ's taken back over. Is that uh, uh, the title of this one should be Retcon of the Last <laughs> Jedi? And Mikey took the Return of the Jedi logo, and Retcon and Return are basically you know, it's the same number of letters, and it fits really nicely in there. And then on the old uh, the old uh, logo, it's Return of the and of and the are stacked in little tiny words, so it's really easy to just put Last underneath the the. So Return of the Last in little tiny words, and then the old then Jedi. So I think they're going to take a lot of the stuff that happened in. The Last Jedi, and like, ha- like, come up with clever reasons that all, that's all going to hand wave away. You know, Luke's going to come back as a Force ghost, and he'll actually be able to hold a lightsaber and chop things in half. Um, you know, they're going to do they're going to do all kinds of stuff uh, to sort of undo a lot of what they did in at the, at the end of last at the Last Jedi. The only prediction I can really make is that it's not going to be as good as any of the original three movies, and I'll probably leave there feeling like, meh. When I see it, all right? No, are you kidding? JJ's just going to steal everything from the old movies and put it in here in like a different. I wrapper. saw your comment that it'll almost be a shot-for-shot yeah. shot reshoot, and that's true. But everything will be yeah. bigger and stupider, so we'll have Ewoks, <laughs> but they'll be eighteen feet tall in leather. 
You know what I mean? They'll be lizards. Be like, oh, these are Ewoks, just like everybody remembers. They all look like the fucking Gorn. <laughs> It'll be like what he did to the Klingons and in, uh, into into darkness, oh, right? They'll, he'll, they'll be like leather and chain. I like his Klingons better than season one disco Klingons. Period. Yeah, just, yeah man, come on. Because they were not Klingons. <laughs> no. So, so uh, there was some speculation going on ten forward. Someone said that was um, so. You got you heard Mark Hamill's um, voiceover, right? And you know we're we're all we're not all go- always gone, or we're we're always around, or whatever. And it's like yeah, we're not really gone. Yeah, it's, I thought he said yeah. this well, movie's yeah. gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. But we we knew that they all showed up as bluey glowy guys. You know these guys were the force. We knew that, right? You don't have to reiterate the that that fact. And then yeah. somebody said that that laugh. I thought it was um, the 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 lead. It's the emperor, huh? It's oh, the emperor. Yeah. No, it's not the emperor. Yeah, it, it better it's be. If it's not, it's stupid it's, that it's not. It's Palpatine. It's absolutely. They showed Palpatine. the wreckage of his station. He died on that Death Star, and they showed the wreckage. And he's sitting in there in the wreckage, going <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Pass. He's back. He's back. Vader brought balance to the Force. That's what happened. No, it's it's uh, it's an Abrams movie, so I don't I, I expect uh, you know uh, disappointment anyway. So that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Vader brought balance to the Force. That's what he was supposed to have done. If that whole prophecy was BS, then what the hell was the point of the original trilogy? Unless at the very end, Vader in some way takes the Emperor out as ghosts. And if they have a scene by scene reshoot where they're fighting, but now they're ghosts. Then Tony wins and was right and it sucks <laughs> all at once. So this title, am I am I supposed to get from this title that Ren is a Skywalker? I'm sure. Right? It was so obvious. Yeah. Sh- Shiv's theory. Shiv's theory is that they cloned Luke from his hand. Why is his hand a girl? <laughs> That's funny. Well, no, my 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 uh, my uh, my. Uh, 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 Elaboration on Shiv's theory is that Ray's not the only clone. Oh yeah, so I saw that, that. That, that kid, that that kid with the broom at the end of Last Jedi, you know, just you know zaps the broom to his hand like with the Force, right? Uh, my my, this is my guess, and we will see how close I am to you know reading JJ's mind with the script. Is that they've got uh, the Emperor uh, retrieved the hand and the lightsaber because the lightsaber found its way to some random bar on some jungle planet, right? So the hand had to be close by because it was attached to the lightsaber when it got chopped off. And you so, don't just leave a hand laying there no, when you, you find the lightsaber. Yeah. You put the hand in your pocket, yeah, too. the hand comes with. So, yeah, yeah. So, so the Emperor recovered this and was like, oh, holy shit, look at this. So even if I, even if my uh, old clunky, broken-down, half-robot dude uh, twigs out on me and I don't get the new hot model light, uh, uh, Skywalker... I can just make a whole bunch more Skywalkers. I can just like I can just print copies now. Look at this. I got I got the, I got this yeah, raw but, DNA but here. Has, but and has that's what he clon- did. But well, I guess cloning is big in the in the. Oh yeah, yeah the entire army is Yeah, the entire stormtroopers were clones. But they weren't. So the New they, Order wasn't using clones because they actually had you know different people that were just recruited from planets. And I'm sure there's some sort of expanded universe reason why that didn't happen. But but my my prediction is that there's a bunch of Luke children that, you know, they didn't didn't clone it one for one, right? They didn't, like, you know, uh, 
hundred percent. They just took uh, his genetic material and made right. uh, made new baby new did, clones. Yeah, yeah. They uh, might have done a lot of IVF stuff, right? Like you know, in, in vitro fertilization of a, a dozens of women across uh, hundreds of planets or whatever. It doesn't matter. So like, there's a whole bunch of little little Luke Skywalker children, literally children, running around. And uh, they'll and, use Ray to kill the younglings like they did Anakin at the end of this movie. No, no. She shall gather them together. <laughs> she shall, my she my shall... theory is is that Luke went back to Tatooine, hooked up with some skanky little barmaid, and had had a daughter that. <laughs> <laughs> that he could, couldn't stand and dropped her dropped her off on that planet and said, "See you on the other darling. desert planet." Yeah, on the other desert planet that's just like Tatooine, <laughs> yeah, but it's that, not. It's not. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I, 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 had, I had I had a I had a little accident on Tatooine, this one desert planet, and I went to a completely different desert planet. Yeah, I went to a completely different desert planet to abandon this kid. Yeah, no, I'm not buying that. So, <laughs> well, come we'll on, see, we'll Look, see. Did you, you saw his face when Ren showed up, right? And and held it's out Ray. his light. Her name's Ray. Not Ray. Ray or okay, Ray. Ren is Luke with Stimpy Skywalker. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. Yeah, when, no, when Khan, she when basically anyway when she it's not, <laughs> but it is it's not it's not Khan. Yeah. This oh, is a white dude. It's, it's not Khan. And then he's yeah, like, but right. I'm Khan. It's not Khan. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. JJ learned his lesson. He can't put Rise of the of Skywalker in the title, and it turns out it's like you know, Ray. Turn it turns out that Ray's not a Skywalker. That that they can't do that. He can't do that anymore. He he burned his bridge on on uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, that's not a thing. Oh, it's but it's JJ. He can do anything. Ugh, he better not. Anyway, there, there's anyway. So this is this is fun. This is just fun and games. The trailer's out, and we got seven months to argue about it. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I have uh, a prediction for Star Wars oh, sure. Ten. Star, oh, Star Wars yeah, Ten. See, Star Wars Ten is going to be a lot more like. Uh, oh gosh, how am I drawing a blank on the name? The Tim Allen movie, the Star Trek movie. Um, Trying to blank it. Oh, yeah, Galaxy it's going to be the Galaxy, Galaxy Quest of Quest. Star Wars. And what it is, is it's going to be a bunch of fans in cosplay that just get to hit Abrams repeatedly with plastic lightsabers. <laughs> and he'll just say, he'll just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'll be like two hours of just awesomeness. I, I want to be in that one. If they're casting wait, extras, wait, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, so I just want to know how they get lens flare in there. How they get lens flare. When you hit him, lens yeah. flare happens. It just oh, happens. Okay. It's not even a special <laughs> that effect. Makes sense. You hit him in lens flares, blows out of his ass with scripts, crappy J. J. scripts and lens flares. Made of lens flare. He is literally made of lens flare. He's like Anubis well from be. Stargate. He's just energy, and it's all lens yeah, flare. The, that's right. He's all hundred percent made of lens flare. All right. Well, good enough. So, uh, uh, so that was just our little. Uh, 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 Diversion right there because we didn't have much to talk about as Star Citizen wise. So, uh, but now that we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on NC, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Big changes are in store for new pilots in the bubble. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. With casualties mounting from the Thargoid invasion, trade routes going dormant thanks to pilots on the Distant Worlds mission, and membership declining due to demographic shifts in galactic population, the Pilots' Federation has announced sweeping reforms to guild operations. 
Substantial discounts have been offered to new pilots for years, but many new members never fly anything larger than a sidewinder and turn in their licenses within hours. In response to these concerns, new guild members will have access to docking computers that assist with takeoff as well as landing. Further, an exclusive trading and operations zone will be established, which will permit lock commanders with any ranks in any of the three guild specialties. It is hoped that these changes, combined with subsidized missions and larger numbers of guild representatives providing Overwatch, will improve retention. These changes have caused a division in the membership. The Pilots' Federation traditional anthem has always been, Nuggets must graduate from the School of Hard Knocks. But many commentators from the Borderlands have pointed out the obvious fallout from that belief. Some officials are fearing a descent into lawlessness unless large numbers of new pilots heed the call of duty, and the new changes should help ease new members into the cockpit. With commodity shortages, security breaches, and Thargoid attacks taking their toll throughout the bubble, the Pilots' Federation is in need of a few good star citizens. From Jameson Memorial for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smoo Furness. Thanks, Smoo. A spokesperson for the Federal Intelligence Agency has denied that there is an ongoing investigation into Rackham Capital Investments. In a prepared statement, the FIA claims, quote, There is no evidence of criminality within Rackham Capital Investments. Our agency has received charitable donations from that organization in the past and Mr. Rackham himself is a long-standing member of the FIA Civilian Oversight Board. Such relationship would not be possible if we had any doubts about the integrity of Mr. Rackham's business dealings, end quote. Brianna Blanco, the Federal Times reporter who has been investigating Calico Zach, published her own statement, quote, If this is true, then who were the FIA agents that visited our offices? I spoke to them personally and asked to see their credentials, end quote. Commentators were thoroughly confused by this turn of events. The FIA rarely acknowledges with even the existence of an investigation, let alone state that the party is above suspicion. And Ms. Blanco apparently agreed to assist persons claiming to be with the FIA based on a personal badge inspection and not through contact with senior FIA officials via the Times editorial staff. Rather than calm fears of a pirate civil war within Rackham Capital, investors now fear that FIA has been corrupted as well. And in local news, Operation Ida has announced a wave of successful station repairs over the last week. In one 24-hour period, Jeff Market and Dynamond Station within HIP 23395 system were brought back online. Independent commanders moved over 1 million tons of commodities to support the operation. With Thargoid attacks on the rise and multiple stations being damaged every week, the rescue and recovery of wrecked starports are more important than ever. Operation Ida Administrator Zane Till released a written statement. Quote, Op Ida couldn't have done this without the overwhelming support of so many. On behalf of the entire Op Ida staff, thank you. Salute face, end quote. Until the next turn of the world for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night.
your feet, Nuggets. Tin Hut, officer on deck. As you are, pilots. I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on faction status in Elite Dangerous. We've noticed some of you rooks having issues with this and scheduled some training. Getting a custom ride from a restricted government manufacturer can be the difference between your future as a smartly outfitted space pilot and a pockmark on a space rock. It's not what you know, it's who you know, and who will let you buy their cool spaceships. All of you nuggets have at some point drooled on your bibs thinking about taking the stick of a federal corvette or basically any Gudamaya product. Well, anyone worth flying anyway. But before your federal assault ship dreams and imperial clipper wishes can come true, you gotta put in some serious canopy time working for the man. Or on the imperial side, the woman. Sit back, Rooks, let me tell you about a time-honored tradition stretching back way before humanity left Earth. You see, mega-defense companies who live and die at the whim of their government contracts have always been accommodating to the reasoned and thoughtful sales restrictions imposed by their sugar daddies and mommies. Back in the olden times, it was airplanes, ships, and tanks. Nowadays, it's spaceships. Core dynamics would literally implode if the Federation decided to look elsewhere for its ships. Likewise, Gudamaya is basically a wholly owned subsidiary of the Imperial Throne. So unless and until you've proven yourself a reliable asset to the relevant political entities, the commercial entities won't give you the time of day. Hilariously, there are two exceptions to this rule. First is the Eagle Mark II and its step cousin, the Imperial Eagle. The Mark II is a Core Dynamics product, and the Imperial version is a Gudamaya rework. The engineering and design is so generic, there's no reason to restrict it, not even between the supposedly rival superpowers. There's a lesson here I'll get to in a minute. The other exception is the Vulture, but it's a flying brick, so nobody cares. There are six ships that are actually restricted. The Dropship, the Assault Ship, and Gunship on the Fed side, and they're from Core Dynamics. The Courier, Clipper, and Cutter for the Imps, that's from Gudamaya. So, how may I claim the ranks to get my beautiful federal gunship, said no rook ever. Missions, my little nugget. Missions from the mission board, taken from mission givers with special faction symbols next to their names where they advertise missions. Every time you successfully complete a mission from a minor faction aligned with either the Empire or the Federation, your reputation with that major faction goes up. The bean counters at Core Dynamics and Gudamaya have teamed up with the Fasshole designers and put a little progress bar in the reputation section under the status tab in the right-hand panel of your cockpit. Do enough missions, fill up that bar. Fill up that bar and you'll be rewarded. Eventually, with what? Anyone? Anyone? That's right, another mission! But this mission will be directly from the relevant major faction navy. You'll have to watch the boards carefully for it because the navy brass has other things to do besides making sure you get your hands on an Imperial courier. If you're not checking for the next rank up mission religiously, you will miss it, and you'll have to wait for the next opportunity, which will be subject to the needs of the relevant service. But don't worry, the bean counters will be keeping track of your progress behind the scenes. If you don't find a rank-up mission right away, your good or bad deeds on behalf of the major faction are still piling up behind the scenes. The other secret is that you don't have to take the first mission that's offered. If you're a traitor and they offer you an assassination ticket, politely decline. Eventually the taskers will get the hint and give you a cargo run. Remember, the whole point of this system is to get you accustomed to helping out galaxy-spanning super-governments in need of a helping hand out of the goodness of your heart. Oh, and for money and recognition and cool spaceships. That brings me to the lesson of the day. 
there's nothing stopping you from fully ranking up in both navies. Yeah, in fact, I think I'd like it if you rooks would refer to yours truly as Your Highness King Admiral Sir from now on. Uh, so while it may seem disloyal or mm, treasonous to work for both sides, just remember a few pertinent facts. First, it's only an honorary rank, and you'd have trouble ordering the lowest enlisted crew in the regular Navy to get you a cup of coffee. Second, it's a marketing tool for two of the largest defense contractors in the galaxy. Nothing more. If you're flying a Corvette or a Cutter, you're telling the whole universe that you've helped out the Federation or the Empire quite a bit, and you deserve a little something for the effort. The Alliance, on the other hand, well, they'll give you a commemorative pin and a certificate suitable for framing. Frame not included. Okay, boys and girls, eat that last animal cracker and change it to your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The tap code is maybe how he's how he's as he's heard of it. You know this you know this classic Morse code business from the olden times. But the he knows the tap code, and he uh, he recognizes it as Ollie O L L Y, and she just keeps she just keeps tapping out Ollie with using the laser, over and over again. So it's obvious she's trying to call her buddy on this other ship, but wouldn't it have made more sense just to call him because? We've given away our position by firing into nowhere. It's it, how is this any different than if we'd have just approached and said, "Hey guys, could be a relay just on this side of the planet so that we can communicate with uh, with the colonel without the space station actually knowing." Uh, she she looks at you all and says, "We our position was already known. That thing is shadowing us. I think we've proven that. And now I yeah. just want to know who is shadowing us." And she gives up on the trigger and says. And it's no one I know. And she looks around the bridge and says, get us down to the surface now. And then uh, and then uh, goes and straps herself back in. All right. I take us down hard. Okay. So you, you burn in. I want you to do, since you're, since she told you to move, move your butt, I want everybody, I want Ken Shutterroll spaceship piloting. I want whoever the engineer is. Uh, to roll a repair check. I want the the sensors uh, operator to roll science, and I want our uh, MCON person to roll security. Oh no, three! Oh dear! Eight you, I don't see check. nothing. Rolls an eight. Ken Shadow rolls systems? a fifteen. Uh, yes. Can I do systems instead of security? No, you may not. You may do security. Using my sensor skills, I can tell that it's warm in here, but outside, I do not know. All right. <laughs> so, uh, as you, as you... all this hot piloting that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some hot piloting, uh, but you managed to not damage the ship. Uh, you also managed to not attract the attention of the local authorities for coming in rather hot, and uh, you also uh, don't damage the ship. No authorities, uh, but unfortunately, you come down in sort of an inconvenient location. Like, there's nothing nearby, not at least to right right away. Uh, Henry, because you've uh, kind of muffed that roll there, I need you to roll um, a planetary knowledge check now. Oh, where are you, planetary knowledge? There you are. Well, if we're in a bad location, it's a good oh, thing Roll a two. Oh, no. So, all right. So, with the roll of five, uh, Ale has to confess... 
to the rest of the crew and to Valis that he's not quite sure where that you put down. You know you're close to where you're supposed to be. Close We're to on the, the surface. Space. And you're on the surface. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> you're not an expert opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. So now I need I need everybody to roll a planetary knowledge check now. Seven. Seven from Adira. Oh. Eight. So uh, with, with his old army experience, Mr. Rexford... Uh, uh, sort of straightens out the terrestrial navigational systems and gets you a location, which is only about uh, two kilometers away from where you're supposed to be from the designated landing zone of, uh, of, of this little army outpost. Uh, but it's going to take a little longer to hike in. And Valis is displeased because she wanted to get down in a hurry. Uh, get to the get to the base in a hurry after the after you guys have been shadowed. Well, we did get down in a hurry. <laughs> you sure did, but she also wanted you to be in the right spot. So can we but, pop up and just cruise over there in the Corvette? Uh, you also landed quasi illegally because you get a you know, parking ticket. You might get a parking <laughs> ticket, and you're supposed to be kind of on the QT here. So Valis nixes the idea of picking up and dropping off again. So, um, however, like comma. There are uh, four SRVs on board, but there are five of you. Ken Shadow is uh, very so someone's, good at someone's riding like shotgun. Uh, someone's riding in the cargo bay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will ride in the cargo bay. Valis is small. Why doesn't she ride in the cargo bay? The new guy should ride the cargo bay. <laughs> That's a good point. The new guy should ride in the cargo bay. Yeah, I'm not too I, good at driving these buggies, so I'm, I'm happy to ride either. in the back. <laughs> okay, all right. So we have a volunteer to ride in the cargo bay. Rexford volunteers to ride in one of the cargo pods. And I'll all just right. go ahead and hop in. Okay, all right. I was going to make okay, everybody sort of like... Making sure. I was going to make everybody draw straws or something, but this is, uh, that's fine. We have a volunteer. All right, so uh, who's taking who's taking point to get drive to the base? Not it. <laughs> I'll do it if you want. I think I think Henry had better uh, vehicle piloting than everybody. I don't think so, but I took point last time and survived, so I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> cool. I almost didn't, but we'll try. All right, uh, Henry, go I ahead and give me a ve- vehicle piloting. Last time, so. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! I'm gonna use a karma point because I don't want to <laughs> die six. hitting a curb and like you you Those hit a ones. curb and broke your neck by accident. All right, so karma oh, point my. down to twelve. You didn't ride the. You didn't roll. Oh, we no, that was, that was that was. And then was I'm gonna re-roll. Roll the two. Vehicle I piloting. The, I wanted to roll a D4. Much to better. That's a nine. I got in. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, a D4 to get to figure out which of the buggies. Uh, yep. So he, he gets into the second buggy. Um, so uh, an ale rolled a nine on his vehicle piloting check. So now that you know where you are and you know where you need to be, getting there is just a cinch. So you are able to navigate your way through the uh, through the it's a it's a it's a nice climate. I mean, it's a temperate sort of a climate. Some it's not uh, it's not heavily forested, but there are trees. It's it's I don't know, kind of uh, uh, it's farm. It's a farm ground, right? I mean, the atmosphere is breathable. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a pleasant, pleasant world. The atmosphere is a little thick. Um, The gravity is uh, within norms and it, you know, it's a, it's a pleasant drive, uh, uh, over to the army base and ale leads you right to it. It's just fine. So thanks. Ale. Yeah, so, no problem guys. 
as you roll up to the base, it looks like sort of a classic fort, which is odd in the, the days of space travel. It's, it's pretty big. It's good size, but it's got a big wall around it. And there are towers every few hundred feet. Uh, and uh, it looks like there's some guards patrolling along the, the, the top of the tower. Uh, I want everybody to roll perception. Are we still in the buggies? Yeah, you're still you're in the buggies sort of driving up. It probably wouldn't take uh, kindly for us blowing a hole in the wall. Oh, it's... come on. I got a one again. Can I see from... <laughs> I'm keeping it for perception. Who cares? No, I... Uh, I'm not going to use a point for that. I, yes, uh, the good point. Rexford cannot see uh, from from the inside there. However, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll let Valis roll perception, and she can tell you what she sees. We'll do this. She's got a plus a million, I bet. No, she does not. She gets she's got an eight, so she she gets an eight. But uh, but Ken Shadow rolled a nine, and with his nine perception, he does see that there are, in addition to the very obvious emplacements uh, on the on the on the building itself, on the fort itself, there are uh, also um, emplacements, equipment, uh, things sort of spotted in strategic places around there, and like you know, in little folds of the ground or in small copses of trees. So it's. It's, it's serious. It's very active. Uh, it appears that I, I, I tell active. everyone that, hey, guys, check it out. They got stuff like outside the walls, too, in order to uh, defend against this is they, they have some sort of uh, expectation of assault, I would guess. So maybe we should go in the front door this time just for once. <laughs> I'm going to radio to um, Vallis. Uh, is this uh, the kind of compound you expected us to arrive to? She says, no. This is a backwater post. There is no need for this caliber of emplacement. Literally speaking. And she looks into the... into the. Uh, she rolled an 8 and, and sees that those are anti-aircraft weapons. There is no reason at all for anyone to bring in a close air assault here. Maybe orbital bombardment, but who would want to orbitally bombard a farm planet. I mean... In shadow? <laughs> are there, Present company are there excluded, any, she says. Present company excluded. Are there excluded, any anti-personnel cannons? Um, you say that and you ask her specifically. She rolls another eight and she says, not that I could spot, but then she looks up at the wall and says, but I don't think they need any outside the wall. Uh, just, you know, kind of mention, looking at the guard towers and the patrol that's up there. So, um... Do you want me to hop out and go say hi? Uh, no, you're still a little ways away from the the front door, as, uh, as yeah. Mr. Martin was saying. So, uh, but you're you're getting close enough there that the decision must be made now to try to either sneak in or maybe go in through the front door. So they haven't spotted us yet. You don't know. Why don't you roll insight? Everybody can roll an insight check. Me too. Nine. Sure. Because you're just thinking about things. Six. Nines and six and a two really? from the guy in the cargo pod. Yep. Uh, Can't so, see anything. <laughs> uh, Adira, with her long experience of being sneaky and being sneaked upon and all those things, you're driving in a convoy of four vehicles across relatively open farmland with guard towers and all kinds of emplacements around it. You're, it's been, And plus, you nearly crash-landed a Corvette a couple of clicks down the road. Chances are your approach has been spotted. Okay, guys. There's really not a point in trying to sneak in here. Should we try the front door? Yeah, I think that was my earlier vote. Let's just drive up and say hello. All right. I'm, I'm unfortunately allergic to death. It doesn't take well <laughs> with me, so 
I'm going to go with that one. All right. So you roll up to the front door. Henry's in the lead. Uh, there are there is uh, there's three guards out sort of uh, standing post at what appears to be the main gate. It's not hidden or anything. It's there's a main gate. Uh, so you drive right up to it, and uh, the guard sort of puts out his hand in the classic stop signal, and, and presumably Henry stops. Yes. Okay. Do I need to roll to see if I get a one and screw up hitting the brake pedal? No, the brake <laughs> pedal I is am rolling automatic. bad today. <laughs> the the brake pedal is an automatic success. I'm not going to make awesome. you roll the brake pedal. <laughs> so you I will make you roll to, for your driver's license. <laughs> it's just assumed you'll fail. Go ahead and just take time off. <laughs> he asked to see your driver's license and it's suspended. So you're under arrest now. Um, all right. So, uh, but he the guard kind of walks around to the side and says, can I help you, sir? I actually have no idea what to say, so maybe I should refer him to Vallis in the other truck. Okay. Uh, you probably want to talk to the lady in truck three, or two. She's in two. Yep. Yeah, all right. So he... SRV two. So he walks back and sticks his sort of, you know, knocks on the window, sticks his head in there. Uh, Henry, go ahead and roll perception. Okay. Son of a bitch. And who's, who's in car three? Who was behind Vallis? Either either me or a deer. I don't think we established it. You want to flip for it or something? Yeah, either way, it's fine with me. Just one of you guys was, was in car number three and gets also gets to roll perception after Henry's rolling another one. I'll, I'll roll it. Okay, all right. Oh, and an 11. You catch a little bit of the conversation. Uh, 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 Mr. Roland Martin catches a little bit of the conversation, which basically is... Can I hear it since I'm in the trunk of the buggy? No, because it's a space buggy, which is sealed against vacuum and whatnot. Uh, so you're like, you're like, and she turned off her radio. So you know, you're you're kind of you're you're, you're twiddling your thumbs. Uh, but but Mr. Martin Roland hears that her uh, just Morgan for God's sakes, Morgan. Mr. I keep why do I keep thinking you're supposed to be Martin? Right there in the chat. Sorry, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, Roland Morgan. All right, so so Roland hears. You should be Martin. I'm renaming you. No. Um, so Roland here is a little simple of the conversation that basically says your colonel right now not going to wait on the double. You can't look at and uh, uh, Valis being Valis. Valis being Valis. And as you see the guy you, uh, and, you, and you're behind her so you can kind of see the guy and you, it starts from going from arrogant to defensive to really small to sheepish. To scuttling, he he scuttles. You see this. You see this sold armed soldier scuttle, uh, <laughs> and then uh, after a minute or two on what looks like a, a, a comm panel at the at the guard post, he waves you all in, and you all drive into the sort of the courtyard. It's big, but there's nobody inside. You saw people at the gate, and you saw people kind of up on the wall, but the inside is deserted pretty much. There's just nobody there. Uh, so you all are now able to pop out of your SRVs if you so desire. I so desire. All right. As do I. All right. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay in the trunk. <laughs> Maybe we don't mention that he's even there. Let's just leave him there and keep, they you know didn't what I mean? search you. Yeah. 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 I'm going to stay there. Okay. So you radio Alice and say, I'm staying in the trunk. Yeah. Uh, Valis, I'm going to stay in the trunk just for a minute and see what happens. These are Trojan horse surprise. She says, "Perhaps a prudent, uh, perhaps a prudent maneuver. I'll keep my comms open so you can hear what's going on." 
Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he got fired from the casino for handing out prosthetics and that he knows what an arms dealer is now. But all we know is he's called the Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. A recap of last week's community questions. What is your prediction of the 2020 big feature David Braben discussed in 2012? Planetary landings, elite feet, or unlocking space bubbles? Sean Newboy writes in, Fun episode, everyone. I think it is too soon to worry about Stadia. Google throws a lot of stuff out to see what works. I like the idea of the robo-farm equipment Farmer Smith can just activate the combine at dinner and send it to the south field, ready to work for the next day, and take the quad runner out when he is ready to run it. H. Allen writes in and says, Henry, it's easy to mistake any pro-star citizen comment to have been sourced by Brian. I like how both Braben and Roberts have the same future goals and are getting there following different roadmaps. All the same scenery along the way, just slightly different travel games on their respective road trips. Both Frontier Developments and Cloud Imperium revenue for 2018 was over $45 million. I had not realized just how similar these two projects were until this show. Thanks for bringing this up and the YouTube link. Looking forward to 2030 when correctly navigating a Star Citizen jump point sends you into the Elite Universe. Incorrect navigation sends you to the No Man's Sky Universe with no hope of return, a.k.a. permadeath. Thanks for the show. Lennon writes in and says, well, I'm glad you asked. I think I'm largely with Henry in that we get a bit of everything, though not necessarily as it was first pitched. Lots has changed since 2012, not just in Elite, but in the gaming landscape as a whole. And Frontier had the benefit of looking at what has and hasn't worked for RSI, CIG, CI, CIG, UK, F42, F42 Germany, Cloud Imperium Rights, LLC, the Chris Roberts Saga, Episode 4, The Return of the Smart. I don't think we'll be able to walk around the ship in full, but we might get some off-ship elite feat activity. Kind of how we have SRV activity. Fade to black, fade into a new mode. I don't think we're going to get full cityscapes when landing planetside, but something like existing planet landings plus atmospherics plus outposts. I can see Earth-like water worlds having multiple outposts, and they could easily craft lore reasons why you're not allowed to land on Sol, Mars, Akinar, etc. He goes on to say, Also remember that when they released Horizons, they didn't stop developing and slowly added more and more things like the Guardians. And there's nothing to say we won't get a non-paid Season 5 to continue to flesh out any systems they introduced. Regarding robocars, no matter where they're deployed, they only have to be better than the average driver to be an improvement. And honestly, the average driver is terrible. Ken from Chicago writes in, Once again, hashtag Brian was right, hashtag Henry was right, and of course, hashtag Jeff was right. Robocars would be far better at driving in busy streets than humans. E.g. no blind spots, never distracted, faster reaction time, multiple sensors, thus the huge safety appeal of the robocar. However, hashtag Tony was right also in correctly deciphering my poorly phrased intention, that for a robocar, busy, crowded, cluttered city environments are a nightmare relative to the wide open spaces of rural areas. So in summary, hashtag Ken was wrong, hashtag guard frequency was right. Three clap emojis. In space sim adjacent news this week, SpaceX successfully launched the Falcon Heavy's first commercial mission, unlike the one that launched a Tesla car with a spaceman, and stuck the landing on all three boosters. Hashtag hat trick. And three rocket emojis, yeah. Well-deserved rocket emojis for Elon and his team there. 
Quite so. Uh, lastly, as for the community question, I don't know what the big surprise is that Elite Dangerous has planned for 2020. I do like Tony's idea for a colony space-based management minigame. If it was something like planet-based, that'd be cool. Okay, no new Patreon this week and no new random winner. And this week's community question. What other quality of life feature would you like Frontier to address before the 2020 expansion? What would you like JJ to fix in Star Wars Retcon of the Jedi? And otherwise, how is the show? Are we cleared for automated departure? Or should we get our hands back on our sticks where they belong? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 256 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 257 on April 23rd, 2019, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner in the base, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. And and I got signed out of Google Docs on my laptop. So. Oh, right on your right <laughs> on your big your big like, line. And and signed out. Give me one and moment. Right. Oh, right, right. Uh, your big you your know, big delivery. I, right there. That, I've learned. I've learned because I'm I'm usually logged into Hangouts uh, and it sits runs in the background all day long. That is right? so annoying. So so Showtime, I sign out and sign back in just before the show. I've learned that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think Jeff figured out a way to sign me out so I couldn't talk about Kerbal. No, I like Kerbal. <laughs> I, I, I think Kerbal is a true space sim. Cool. Um, but right. here's my line. Right. <clears throat> here's his line. Cat, I'm going to kill this little cat on air. Is that all right? Yeah, no, you may, you may not have used <laughs> animals on air. Can you please stop walking across my keyboard? Okay. Go ahead, Tony. It's a good one. Oh, I man. see that grin. Come on. It's, there, it's, it's a there. good one. That was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's, funny. it's funny because <clears throat> he was giving out fake arms, and an arms dealer yeah, doesn't sell an fake arms. Arm. Anyway. Right. Yeah. That's good. It's a good one. That's good. I like it. Even without the explanation, it was pretty good. I think it's too soon to worry about Stadia. Google throws a lot of stuff. Why am I, am I having trouble with this sentence? Because the. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Deep breaths. Yes. A calm, centering, peaceful <laughs> inhalation. Go ahead and start this one from the beginning, because this one, and this this thing, see all the slashies? All this, this is one thing. Because Lennon likes nothing more than a run-on sentence. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Start, go ahead and start with and Lennon right here. Uh, I'm holding it back. I'm holding it back. You should. Does, does Lennon get to edit this segment? Because that would be swell. I don't think he does. I don't think he gets to get along. He gets to edit his own feedback, and we have to pick through it for an hour. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It'll just be a loop of, of us saying Lennon is so smart. Lennon is so smart. Lennon is so smart. And there, I've just provided the raw audio for that too. So and Lennon writes in: Lennon is smart, and Lennon is smart. Yes, Lennon is smart. I agree that Lennon is smart. 
<laughs> the guy from across the pond writes in. <laughs> okay, all right. Happy birthday, guy from yeah, across the pond. Yeah, happy birthday. Once again, hashtag Brian was right, hashtag Henry was right, and of course, hashtag yeah, Jeff was I'm gonna, right. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. New convention is we don't have to read the hashtags on, on this stuff, so go ahead. But I like the hashtag so like when, when we're right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Because, all right. I don't. Because oh, uh, oh, okay, with the right. Okay, with okay the, oh, so all right. here's the all right, thing. Fine. I didn't tell right, you, but okay. I literally just printed shirts that say hashtag no. Tony was wrong just for me to wear on the show when you screw up. They're in my shop, so we're gonna keep the hashtags until I get to wear it once. <laughs> How's that? All right. Well, I, I want to talk about Planet Base. What's Planet oh, okay. Base? It's like a, it's a video game. You can play it on your computer. You can buy it on Steam. That was really helpful <laughs> and extremely descriptive. Thanks, Henry. Um, you, you build know, a base. Why do we? Why do we need to have Brian on the show ever again? You you do you do the work of two, Henry. Is what you do, sir. You 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 pull you pull your weight and then I mean I can't write jokes like Shiv, but I get the job done, right? (laughs) Yeah, you sure you you sure do. I I know what quality of life thing I'd like to see. They could what's that? They could pay me in Bitcoin. Pay you in Bitcoin. Pay you in Bitcoin. Why would why would Frontier pay so you wanna earn you wanna earn Bitcoin when you do cargo runs? Yeah, why not? You want to earn point you want to earn point zero 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 one bitcoin when you drop off of eighteen tons of bio waste. Real quick, the thing that JJ should fix in the next Star Wars movie is the credits where his name is on it.